BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth. And for today's current mood convo, you are stuck with me again. We are going to do part two to the Q&A last week. We talked about obviously career, growing up, some wellness, mental health stuff. And we're going to continue that with some friendship, dating, relationship stuff because you guys had so many amazing questions and we had to split it up into two episodes. But first, obviously, let's jump into best mood and worst mood of the week. Sorry, guys, I weirdly have like a frog in my throat. So if my voice sounds a little weird, I apologize. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, my best mood this week is a throwback. Well, not a throwback because that seems far away, but kind of like um, a callback, dare I say, to last week's worst mood because I was saying I was just like freaking out and like needing to chill. And my best mood this week was really going into like my weekend and end of my work week with just the notion of, okay, don't freak out. Everything's fine. Just try to not let silly little things get to you. Don't make things a big deal. Just try to like enjoy yourself, dare I say. So my best mood was no freaking out and not letting anything dumb go get to me and it resulted in literally such an amazing weekend. I definitely had like a lot of like stressors and anxiety and stuff, but I just kind of accepted those feelings and didn't let them overtake me because it's not like I was trying to make everything perfect. I wasn't trying to control everything. I basically was just like, listen, life is not perfect. You are not perfect, but you can just take things as they come, accept the good, the bad, and just try to be as content as possible, which resulted in just more happy moments. Instead of trying to be happy, just trying to accept things as they come and just kind of navigate and not freak out. And it really just truly was like, I was going to sleep on Sunday and was just like, wow, I had a really good week. I'm really proud of myself that I, you know, kept putting one foot in front of the other, not letting my anxiety get to me, not overstressing about everything and everyone, because there was just so many moving factors of my week this week between family stuff, personal stuff, like friends stuff, work stuff. And, you know, that kind of notion of, oh, I want to make everyone happy happy? What do I do? Is this the right thing? So I was really proud of myself for kind of not making things bigger and like being on edge because I felt like the week before I was just really, really on edge. And it's just not a good mood because those things are still going to come up like shit with your family and your friends and having to navigate being an adult and balancing all these things is going to come up and letting it make you on edge just literally makes that experience worse instead of just letting things happen, accepting it and just navigating it from there. Even last night, I kind of started to feel myself getting a little bit on edge. And I noticed that, you know, those like dump moments where it's like I set something down on the counter 
Then I go to the bathroom. I forget one thing. I go back. I forget the things on the counter, just like little things like that. And I had this feeling in like my chest where I was like, oh my God, why am I literally doing every little thing wrong right now? And then instead of getting annoyed and letting that kind of chest tightening feeling get to me, I just stopped and I laughed at myself and I was just like, this is not a big deal. It's really letting that feeling and that mood kind of just make you so on edge. That's the worst. So that's why my best this week was really just not letting myself get on edge, not letting little things get to me, just kind of brushing things off and seeing where life takes me next in those little moments because everything is usually fine. So why ruin something that is probably going to be fine by freaking out, being on edge? So that was my best mood. I hope that kind of makes sense with the vagueness of it, but you know, it, it is what it is. My worst mood was obviously travel stress and anxiety. I'm leaving the country on Sunday for the first time in forever. And it's more so just, I think it's a combination of obviously traveling internationally, knowing how much work that is in a sense of like, it's not just one flight. It's a long flight and then like a train and then there's a boat, all that kind of stuff. And just getting almost anxious about worrying if I'm going to be anxious. Cause I keep having these moments where I get so excited and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I get to go to Europe with my best friends. But then I remember, oh my gosh, I get travel anxiety. What if I have that feeling of a pit in my stomach and get homesick and all that stuff? What if it's not good? So it's really that kind of what if stressing, anxiety, trying to just be as organized as possible. And I think I'm doing a pretty good job of you know, cutting off the what ifs and focusing on the positive in a sense of like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. You're going to have so much fun. You're going to be home before you know it. It's definitely coming up and giving me those little moments of like stomach flips and pit and like worrying. But I think I've gotten a lot better at traveling in the past couple years. And I think that if I just keep a positive mindset and go back to literally what I just said in my best mood, I think I can just take it one day at a time and really have a great trip. We talk a lot about feeling good from the inside out on the podcast and looking and feeling your best shouldn't mean deprivation, you guys. Instead, choose joy and abundance. Sakara's organic plant-rich transformational nutrition programs are designed to help you cultivate body intelligence so you can nourish your body and experience the results you want. I love Sakara because it is so much food. It's so much yummy food. It makes you feel so good. So it doesn't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm on this crash diet. I'm on this crazy detox. It literally doesn't feel like that at all because that's not what it should feel like. If you're not familiar with Sakara, they are a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. So they have their organic ready-to-eat meal delivery program and functional wellness essentials. So you can either get their meal kits delivered to your door or you can just shop their clean boutique. When I'm kind of running around and I don't really need those three meals a day situation, I love relying on their clean boutique to have those really amazing essentials with the best ingredients around. Everything is nutritionally designed. So they have chef crafted breakfast, lunch, dinner, and everything's made with powerful plant rich ingredients. So you're going to boost your energy. You're going to support your digestion, curb your sugar cravings and get your skin glowing. And obviously it's delivered all right to your door. I've told you guys before, I see the Sakara boxes in the fridge in the package room downstairs all the time. So I'm like, Chicago girlies, go off. And right now, Sakara is offering my listeners 20% off your first order when you go to sakara.com slash mood or enter code mood at checkout. That's sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash mood to get 20% off your first order. You guys go check out their clean boutique, get the detox bars, get the metabolism super boosting powder, get the anti-inflammatory nuts, 
get the detox drops. Oh my gosh, they are literally my favorite. It's sakara.com slash mood. So for mood boosters this week, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've been running around like a chicken with their head cut off because I'm trying to get literally so much work done in like, you know, five, six days before I leave. That is really kind of like two weeks worth of work. So I'd have to say a booster is just keeping my head down and just getting it done instead of complaining. I think it's really easy to see an incoming email and start freaking out like, oh my God, am I going to be able to do this? like da 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 and we've talked about this before just do it like literally just do it so last week got a bunch of incoming stuff of okay like this is all the stuff you have to get done before you leave and can you get this done should we push this off and I just had this moment where I was like you know what fuck it like I can get it done just shut up you know don't make it this huge stressful thing there's so many hours in a day you can fucking get it done just like work your ass off because sometimes in life there's moments where you just have to put your head down and grind and crank it out like I was up till two o'clock in the morning last night working and then I woke up at 8 a.m. this morning and just started recording my podcast because I just need to get everything done, including obviously personal stuff, packing, all that, all that jazz. So I think sometimes a mood booster is literally just putting your head down and cranking it out. Just grind it out. Don't complain. You got this. It's all going to get done. So just get it done. My next mood booster is obviously that like packing, but not overstressing mindset. So I think that this probably happens to a lot of you as well. And I can really relate because this is my mindset. It's basically like you see all these girls on Instagram traveling, going to Europe, looking cute, taking all these pictures. And I see all this stuff on my Instagram and I'm like, oh my God, that's such a pretty picture. Oh my gosh, I want to get a picture like that. That would be such a cool outfit to wear when I'm in Italy. And I'm just kind of going with this mindset of, of course, I want to look cute. Of course, I want to pack cute stuff. But at the end of the day, I want to feel comfortable and I want to have fun. I'm not going to like ruin my trip over trying to get pictures. And I just have this like thing in my head where I know I'll be like, ooh, take a picture of me on the beach. And then I'll look at it and be like, oh my God, ew, I look gross. My body doesn't look amazing because I've been eating pasta. And it's like, that's not fun. It's literally not fun at all. So my mindset to kind of help me not stress is just accepting this is who I am. I'm not the type of person to literally pack out all these outfit changes and Instagram worthy outfits and have a plan of all the photos I'm going to take. I'm the type of person that is going to go on vacation, laugh my ass off, have so much fun and just feel comfortable and make memories with my friends. So when I'm packing, I'm really keeping that in mind in a sense of like, I'm not going to pack this like tight little skin tight dress, whatever, because I know myself, my anxiety and everything is going to get in my head and be like, you don't look good. You don't feel your best because you've been traveling and that's okay. Like you're not having your classic Monday to Friday routine and then having like a, you know, night out on the town on Friday where you like look snatched because you've been such a great mood boosting girl all week. No, this is vacation. It's not the time for that. So I'm just packing stuff that I know I'm going to feel really comfortable and confident. And of course, I'm going to take pictures with my friends and take pictures of stuff, but I just don't want it to be the driving force of what I'm packing for my trip. I want to focus on packing all of my mood boosters, everything that makes me feel comfortable and stuff I know that I'm going to be able to pull out of my suitcase and not stress out because oh, I really wanted to wear this cute outfit, but it's not comfortable and I don't feel like taking a picture in it. Why did I pack it? That's just a waste of time. So the mood booster is packing with the right mindset and the right attitude. I will say some honorable mentions of kind of more like lifestyle stuff, less kind of like wellness stuff. The first one is Lux Unfiltered. I tell you guys literally every summer, every like any time. I obviously get super tan in the sun, but there's something about 
about putting the Lux Unfiltered on that just smooths all of your skin. It smooths everything on your body. And so I use the Lux Unfiltered tan and then I use the Lux Unfiltered body lotion. I just reordered it. So I love using Lux Unfiltered after I've just been in the sun to just kind of completely even out my skin tone, give me a little extra boost. I just feel like, oof, so just tan and fresh and I absolutely love it. And since I am traveling, I don't want to do some like crazy tan routine. Like I'm not going to get a spray tan. I'm not going to like bring probably like a mousse or something like that because I just want it to stay consistent and hydrated and just be able to kind of boost my tan like that. And I have a wedding, obviously, as you guys know, which usually I would get a spray tan before, but I'm going to already have been in Europe for a week before that. So Lux Unfiltered is super clutch for knowing I'm going to feel super tan and super cute. I'm not going to have to worry about anything while I'm abroad. My next kind of random one is the CeraVe lotion. It's the SA lotion, which is for rough or bumpy skin. And I've noticed that I've been using it for about a week and I really do feel like all the little bumps because I don't really have as much acne. I have kind of just like little bump clogged pores and it's kind of in that cheek area. It's like kind of hormonal and I take spironolactane for it, but sometimes they still come up a little bit. It's not horrible, but you know, obviously we look at ourselves in the mirror and just go insane. So I really have noticed a difference with the CeraVe lotion and I think I'm going to pack it. I think it's really working. So that definitely has been boosting my mood because I've been looking at my skin and I'm like, wow, it's actually kind of glowy and like the bumps are flat. And yeah, every time I get in the elevator, I kind of look at it and I go, huh. And then I think, oh my God, there's probably someone watching the security footage of me staring at my, you know, skin and my nose hairs in the elevator mirror. So I'm going to stop. And then speaking of being comfortable and not liking tight clothes and just wanting to like feel your best and have fun. I've been loving linen shorts and linen pants for summer. I wore like linen pants all day on Saturday. We went to brunch. I went to my friend's house for a pregame. Then I went to the pool. Then I like went back home and got ready for dinner. But all day I was wearing these cute white linen pants. I've posted them on Instagram before. And there's just something about it that makes me feel so comfortable. I think it's because I love loungewear and they look so cute though. It's like literal coastal grandma vibes and they just look so fresh and like crisp for summer, but they're so freaking comfortable and they look cute with everything from like a tank top to a t-shirt to a cute top. And I wear them with my Birkenstocks. I wear them with flip-flops. They're literally so freaking cute. I haven't even worn them with heels yet because I'm just loving wearing them around town during the day. Instead of throwing on a pair of jeans or jean shorts, it's like, that's not as comfortable. It's getting so freaking hot. And so this is just a way to feel absolutely so comfortable and let your mood boost instead of being like, oh my God, I feel gross in my shorts and like I'm getting a wedgie and blah, blah, blah. Absolutely love them. We'll post on Instagram because I have not found a single pair of linen pants that are like this at all. These ones are absolutely perfect. And I'm telling you right now, I've searched the entire internet to find more colors, to find more like like them. And I, I just can't. And they only have it in white. I wish they had other ones but at least I'll post the white one. I cannot recommend these enough. And finally, for my mood booster, you guys, I did an entire currently loving video on YouTube and I just love every single thing. And you guys have heard me talk about a bunch of it. It's all in a video with explanation, me being obviously unhinged and crazy, showing you guys all the products. So go check it out, youtube.com slash Elizabeth. I think it's a really good video and also it's full of amazing, amazing products. Some of my absolute favorite makeup products for summer. Oh my God, it's like literally just mood boost because it's like, I want to get ready in two seconds. I want to go hang out with my friends. I don't want to feel gross, but I don't want to do a full face of makeup. So there are these two makeup by Mario products that are absolutely going to change your life. And then this CC cream that is new and glowy, that is absolutely going to change your life. So go check out the vlog because I don't need to tell you twice. Just go check it out. Obviously I'm going to pack jewelry for my vacation. We have 
some gifts that we have to give because it's wedding time and me and my girls always go on Majuri. We have this ring that we get each other for weddings and all that stuff. It's become a tradition. It's absolutely gorgeous. Split it, you know, five ways doesn't break the bank because Majuri does find jewelry differently. They don't have the traditional 10 times markups. And obviously what really gets me is that they have new limited edition product drops every Monday. So I go on every single Monday and break my bank because I just get so excited and I need everything. So it's like instead of seasonal releases, like traditional retailers, they have just pieces for everyone, every style, every budget. Everything's responsibly sourced, like their diamonds, gemstones, freshwater pearls. They have recycled 14 karat yellow and white gold, silver like they are just such an amazing brand from all of their mission morals and everything to obviously the way it looks on you and wears if you're someone like me that like wants to jump in the water wants to just jump in the shower wants to go on a run like this is the jewelry for you because you don't have to worry about taking it off or having it like you know get bad and this season majority is celebrating with pieces that are bold new and completely used so you can hit refresh on your jewelry wardrobe with styles that are made to last so it's stuff you feel confident in that's all we care about here on mood is feeling confident. They make stacking easy. They have versatile fine jewelry that you can rely on because the only layers we want this season are golden ones. If you need help deciding, try their virtual shopping. You can live chat with a Majuri stylist one-on-one for expert advice. You'll just get answers to all your burning questions like sizing, stacking, styling, everything you need. So refresh your look with confidence-boosting pieces at Majuri.com. That's M-E-J-U-R-I.com to shop now. We should probably change that to mood boosting pieces instead of confident boosting pieces, but it's basically the same thing. So go check it out. Okay, guys, let's jump into this week's current mood combo and just get into a lot of your questions. I feel like in general, every time I do a Q&A, I get a lot of like friendship questions. And I think that friendships in your 20s are obviously just like extremely difficult, not necessarily in a bad way, but there's just definitely a lot of little things to deal with, right? It's like there's the whole making friends, then there's staying friends, with people from when you were younger then there's getting in toxic friendships then there's you know there's just so much when it comes into friends so i put together a few of what you guys were saying the first question i found interesting is do you find it hard to maintain your los angeles friendships after moving and you know what i'm going to be completely honest and say yes i think right now it's been extremely hard for me it wasn't hard at the beginning obviously i was going back and forth more i had just seen them and i think that now that life has gotten so busy i'm not gonna lie i've done a really bad job of going out of my way to keep in touch because there's just so much going on here. And so I will say that it's difficult, but it's definitely not impossible. I think for me, the reason why I say it's obviously hard is because I do have so many family and friends here and I do have so much going on. Also, the reason why I chose this question is because sometimes a lot of you guys move away from your friends. So I would say my advice in general is really just utilize the technology we have in 2022. I think FaceTime, Instagram DM, Snapchat, text, those are things I'm doing all across the board. So it's not like I'm only texting. It's like I'm texting you, I'm sending you memes, I'm replying to your Instagram stories, and I'm going to FaceTime you. I think just really utilizing all of the social connection apps we have, that's what they're actually good for. You know, there's a lot of negative parts to social media, but this is one of the positives. So make FaceTime dates, make sure you have a group chat, make sure you are finding the ways you guys connect if it's just a quick phone call and just really go out of your way to reach out and maintain the relationship and catch up because 
sometimes a few weeks go by and you're like, oh my God, there's been so much going on in my life and -and so-and-so has no idea. Send a text, hey, let's FaceTime this week. Let's set up a date and just, you know, make it a date, put it on the calendar. Okay, Thursday at 3 p.m. I'm FaceTiming so-and-so. And so that's kind of the only way I can kind of maintain it because, you know, sometimes you can't travel and sometimes you can't go back and forth. Obviously, you know, making sure that there are plans and everything to do that are great. But even like last week, one of my LA best friends just called me out of the blue and we just chatted on the phone for like 45 minutes. And so it's just little things like that that really go a long way and boost your mood in general and obviously help your friendships kind of last and grow. I don't know why this is in the friendship section, but I find it interesting because we kind of just talked about it. Someone said how to stay content over the summer despite everyone on social media traveling. I think that we like kind of touched on it a little bit with like photos and stuff like that. But I would say that this kind of relates to like FOMO and friendship because you can't compare your life. We all know this to someone's life on social media. Just like if you're jealous of someone traveling to Europe, just remind yourself of how just horrendous and treacherous the travel journey is. Honestly, just remind yourself that they're spending all their money and they're traveling and they're exhausted. So that's really what's behind the picture because I'm going to be so tired and so broke by the time that I get back. So just remember that part too. Yes, it's great. There's positives, but if you're jealous or you feel like you're having FOMO, just like think about the negative stuff, you know, just be like, wow, look at her with her, you know, empty bank account and swollen ankles from being on planes for 14 hours. I've definitely gone through this before where like every, you know, summer or whatever, I like, how is everyone going to Europe? Like, why didn't I plan this? And it's hard and it costs a lot of money. So just remember it's a fleeting moment in time. And there are so many fun things you can do at home. Obviously I'm excited for Europe, but I'm going to miss grilling with my friends on Thursday night and, you know, going on our walks and going to our boxing classes and going out on the weekend. So obviously it's good to switch it up. It's fun to plan like little adventures and stuff like that, but they don't need to be out of the country. They don't need to be international and just kind of make sure you're filling yourself up with fun stuff too, and not just focusing on what everyone else is doing. How to get comfortable with a friendship ending. I think that a friendship ending is so freaking hard, you guys. It it really is like a breakup. And I think as long as you can look at yourself and say, I handled the situation with respect and kindness, and I'm going to look back and be proud of myself for how I spoke to this person, how I stood up for myself, how I set my boundaries, really focus on handling things with as much grace, compassion, and respect as possible. Because there's nothing dumber than like bitching at each other. We're adults. You know what I mean? As much as it hurts your feelings and it makes you anxious, you just have to keep it extremely respectful and mature and compassionate so that when you walk away and you begin to let go, you can at least be proud of the way you handled it. And you're going to miss this person. It's going to be weird. Friends grow apart and people change. And that's why I think it's so important to handle it the right way because you should be growing in a positive direction as well. So if someone's not growing, if someone's treating you like shit, don't let that make you a bad person and make you treat that person like shit. Stay focused on yourself and how you handle things. And, you know, I always say holding on to anger and resentment is like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. Like you're only hurting yourself. So just be kind. I know it's hard. If you have to bitch, call your mom, call your friend, but just like, you know, don't put that shit in writing. Don't start like these like fights or whatever. It's just not worth it. And I know obviously that sometimes, you know, we can snap and emotions get the best of us. Just take a beat, take a step back, pause, apologize, handle yourself with grace. Just focus on filling yourself up because, you know, friends come and go. And I think that you have to put a lot of effort into making friendships last. It takes a lot of honesty. It takes a lot of vulnerability. It takes a lot of respect and it takes a lot of support. It's not easy. Relationships are work, including friendships. So make sure you're being the best friend that you can be to your friends. 
friends. Treat your friends the way you want them to treat you. Don't be petty just because it's a friendship and not a relationship doesn't give you the excuse to be petty and passive aggressive and all that shit. Show up as your highest self, be a good friend and navigate it the way you would want to navigate other things in your life. Don't let it drag you down like that. Because someone said dealing with mean girlfriends, obviously cut them off, but not in a mean way. And I think it's just like, it's the same thing as that. Just really respectfully and maturely, it might not, you know, give you that release of anger and all that shit and be like, you're a bitch and blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's so disgusting. You can bitch with your friends. I'm not saying like, hey, go talk behind their back. But I'm saying like the person you can confide in, you can vent to, you know, establish boundaries. And like, if it's someone that you really don't want to engage with, I would just keep it short and sweet and like slowly distance yourself and focus on yourself because not everyone needs an explanation because you're not going to change everyone. So if you see someone that's just like, they're clearly not your type of person, they you don't agree with like how they handle things, you think they're toxic, whatever, you don't need to like tell them every single thing that's wrong with them. They probably aren't going to change for you. So you need to focus on yourself and your boundaries. Like I just said, like show up as your highest self and handle it with grace because it's going to make you feel more confident as you walk away because it's not like they're going to be talking shit about you. You didn't say anything crazy. You're not going to, you know, feel like you have this like burden and this fight going on with someone. Just try to handle it as best as you possibly can. So many people say obviously moving and tips to make friends. And I don't know if I've said this on the podcast in a while, but I really do think that everyone wants to make friends right now. I feel like I always see TikToks of people trying to connect in whatever city they're at, like events going on. Like I always see stuff on TikTok of like hot girl walks in Chicago, hot girl walks in San Francisco. I think that there's so much stuff on social media where you can find bar events and walking events and stuff like that to go to. Obviously also like workout classes. If you go consistently, if you go once a week to something, like you kind of start seeing the same people. Talk to your coffee barista. Talk to your neighbors. Like it kind of goes back to the mood booster I was saying the other week is like, say hello, like have a little conversation. I talk to every single person that lives in my building. I talk to so many people when I go out. And obviously if you're a little bit more introverted, that's tough. So maybe just pick like a day where you're like, I'm going to say hi to everyone or I'm going to say hi to this one person at this one thing. I would say definitely really just putting yourself out there casually when you're out and about. And then also maybe picking like two things a month that you can go to, whether it's an event that's local or a like a workout class situation. So many people want to make friends. I've even seen on TikTok people like literally making groups of best friends from Bumble BFF. Everyone wants to make friends. You're not alone in this. Everyone's trying to do it. So really utilize social media to your advantage and also just keep it old school. Like go outside, walk around, say hello, start up a conversation. It's even if it doesn't turn into your best friend, it's still a mood booster. And then another thing that someone said was, is it lame to have a bachelorette party with just my sister and my mom? TikTok gives me FOMO. You guys, we need to stop doing this. And I know it's hard. Make sure you find inspiration from TikTok and social media, not FOMO and jealousy and insecurity. Make sure to kind of filter that in your brain because you have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. Literally, you could make a TikTok that goes viral, right? Of like, I decided to do my bachelorette party with my mom and my sister. Here's how it went. And like you all of a sudden just inspired people and showed people that there's a different way to do bachelorette that is so much fun. Like everyone is different. All that matters is you're going to have a fucking amazing weekend. That a trip with just your mom and your sister sounds like an absolute relaxing blast. Like it sounds amazing. You can make anything look cool. 
and pretty on social media. So just remember that. You could literally make your weekend look fucking amazing. They did it and it has nothing to do with the people that were there or whatever for you because you're gonna be with your mom and sister and you're gonna have an amazing time. I know it's tough. We always compare and despair, but we have to check ourselves. We have to have these thoughts running through our heads so we don't go in a mindset spiral. We have to remind ourselves what our brain is doing. Oh, I'm feeling insecure. I'm feeling jealous. I'm feeling FOMO. Wait a second. This is social media. My life's fucking awesome. I could take a pretty picture of my breakfast too if I wanted to. I just didn't fucking feel like it. So her life isn't more perfect than mine. When you want to improve your work life, you surround yourself with the best people you can find. So how do you find them? You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Find great talent faster through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because of all of the back-end work that they do and the tools like Instant Match. I love that I don't have to filter through all these resumes and all these things and figure out who all these people are because if I put out a job ad on my Instagram, my inbox is just done. It is just flooded. So Indeed literally saves me so much time and helps me find the best of the best. They have virtual interviews. You can message, schedule, and interview top talent seamlessly all in one place and it just makes it so easy to connect with your applicants so there's no need to install any extras. Indeed's virtual interviews work from your browser. And even better, Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. They're an unbelievably powerful hiring partner delivering four times more hires than all other jobs combined according to Talent S 2019. So join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. You can sign up for Indeed now and get $75 credit towards your first sponsored job. Plus earn up to $500 extra in sponsored job credits with Indeed's virtual interviews. Visit indeed.com slash mood to learn more. Claim your credits at indeed.com slash mood, indeed.com slash mood. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, let's see what you guys asked about dating slash relationships. This one is a huge one for me. Someone said dependency in relationships and how it changes the course of your life. Very interesting. I think that, you know, for how it changes the course of your life, I think that's kind of a little separate because I would say just relationships change the course of your life. You do have to care about someone else's needs, how much time you spend with them. You just have like a few more things to balance. But back to the dependency in relationships, I I think that this is something that's really, really hard for me. And I've been extremely dependent on partners in the past. And all I can say is my advice is as hard as it is, and as much as you want to dive headfirst in, you will not have a long term healthy relationship if you are completely dependent on your partner for happiness because you're going to drag them down and you're also going to drag yourself down and i've had to learn this the hard way and so when i've got into new relationships since my longest relationship i've had to be extremely extremely conscious about my dependency and my needs and how i'm feeling it's like what i talk about in therapy all the time i have to focus on things that independently fill me up not revolving my entire life around someone not just wanting to you know bend over backwards, spread myself so thin because those are the things I'll do. Like I was the type of person where it was like, oh, you want to hang out, but my friends want to hang out. Like, oh, my friend, like I don't need to hang out with my friends. I'll, I'll do what you want to do. Just really, really bending over backwards, making things work. And obviously relationships are a lot of work, but 
you shouldn't be the only one putting in effort and you both show up 100% to the relationship, but you also need to show up for the other people in your life, including yourself. Things I do right now to make sure that I'm not like codependent and just absolutely bending over backwards, doing all that stuff is reminding myself that everything's going to be okay. I think a lot of codependency comes from the fear of not being loved and losing that person if you don't bend over backwards for them, if you don't spend all your time with them, just being really attached because like you're afraid that they're going to leave. And so for me, it's really reminding myself that that's not going to happen. And this is what a healthy relationship looks like and making sure I prioritize my friends, making sure I'm okay that, oh, you know what? You're not going to be in town this weekend. That's fine. I'm going to hang out with my friends. Like I, I'm going to be okay. Like I don't need to freak out. And, you know, I think that the fact that I was in a long distance relationship uh, previously recently, although it didn't work out because of our lifestyles and careers, it did teach me a lot about being independent and being patient and learning how to have my own life independently while still being in a relationship. So now when I go into my new relationships, I can really take those lessons from that long distance and really focusing on myself and bring it in and build, you know, a healthy relationship. Obviously that's not long distance, but you know, I learned a lot from that, a lot of lessons of like, Hey, you don't need to text someone all day. Hey, if you haven't heard from them, it doesn't mean they hate you. It doesn't mean they're never going to call you again. Like they just are busy the same way you're busy. So don't sit around and wait for someone to text you to be the only source of happiness. Boost your own mood. Like don't rely on other people for happiness. It starts with you. It sounds cheesy, but it does. Just enjoy your life. Fill it up with so many different things. Don't just revolve it around one person. Some said how many dates before hooking up. And I just think this is like literally to each their own. I I feel like we need to normalize like literally doing whatever the fuck you want. Uh, If you want to hook up with someone on the first date, you can do that. Like it is your life. It's your prerogative. Boys do whatever the hell they want and they brag about it and they think it's sick and no one cares. So literally do whatever you want. I think you just have to be in check with your emotions of like does sex or kissing or whatever it is, does that make me attached? Does that give me the impression that we are in a serious relationship that like it means a lot to me and I will be so upset if you ghosted me like stuff like that just having the emotional expectation of what it means to you as long as you're okay you can do whatever you want and as long as you're clear on why you're doing it and if you guys are on the same page of like hey we just want to keep this casual or this is exciting and like I'll be fine the next morning literally do whatever you want it's so different for everyone you could be someone that doesn't sleep with them for months or you could be someone that sleeps with them on the first date it doesn't make you a better or worse person at all and then someone said how to move on from someone who just wanted sex but you thought it was more this is what I'm saying. You have to be on the same page. Like if you're consistently having sex with someone, you're consistently having sex with someone. You got to have a conversation. You got to be like, hey, by the way, like, do you want to keep casually having sex or I'm not really feeling this or like you have to bring it up. You can bring it up casually. But I think as long as like you make it clear of like, hey, this is just like something really casual for me, but I'm really liking what we're doing and maybe we can keep doing it, build from it, whatever you're feeling, just casually communicate that because if you don't communicate and you're not on the same page, it's just going to go sideways and you know you can't really be like oh my god he's such an asshole he just wanted me for sex well did you ask him for anything else because you're giving him sex too and you never said that you wanted something more so how is he supposed to know you can't get mad at people for not giving you something you never asked for so make sure you're communicating clearly with yourself so that you can communicate what you need to the other person and if it's just casual sex and all of a sudden you start catching feelings 
then you're like, okay, wait, let me take a step back. Then have the conversation of like, okay, we've been doing this for a while, but I actually am starting to like really like hanging out with you because I feel like we're actually, you know, going to dinner and spending more time together. Maybe we can just make sure we're not hooking up with other people, stuff like that. I think that's always been kind of key for me is being like, hey, this has been going on for a while. We're acting like we're dating. We don't need to like, you know, decide if we're getting married and having children or not, but can we at least like not hook up with other people? Kind of goes on to the next question of the anxiety of the quote in the woods phase before someone is your significant other. I think really enjoying this period of time is key because if you can focus on having fun and getting to know someone, your gut and everything will still, you know, get you. Okay. So your gut has your back. Your anxiety doesn't. Your anxiety is just going to ruin this really, really fun portion of a relationship because when you're dating for a few years and all that stuff, you're going to miss that like honeymoon, getting to know each other, butterflies phase. So don't always let the butterflies turn into anxiety really just talk yourself off that ledge remind yourself that you're a catch you're confident whatever is supposed to happen is going to happen and you are going to just have fun get to know this person see if you even want to be with them and date them and have them be your significant other and figure it out because all of a sudden maybe a couple months goes by and you've been in that mindset and then you're like oh shit wait i actually we are dating and we should talk about it you know like it almost comes up naturally in a sense of hey so we've been progressing we've been having so much fun you know we're obviously not hooking up with other people and i just feel as though we're dating so i would just try to say don't let anxiety ruin the fun try to have fun and get to know the person and just keep going if you really can't handle it and things are like your needs aren't being met of course talk about it earlier but i think for me i try to have as much fun as possible and keep it light until it's just very obvious that we're dating and that we need to you know agree on that and take the next step and i like to say like baby steps like it doesn't have to be these huge steps it's not like oh my god we're dating now we have to do x y and z it's like small baby steps and just enjoying them on the way oh my god why do these all have to relate to each other someone said taking things slow in a new relationship i can't recommend this enough i think my anxiety and my personality is extremely balls to the wall black and white head first and i think that in the past year i've really been focused on pausing and taking things slow because you also don't know where you're being led right for me personally my saying is man plans god laughs and so you have to also like let life unfold and let life present to you what you need you can't do that if you're trying to dive in and make something happen before it's ready and all that stuff you probably are just gonna ruin things and just get yourself overly worked up about it and so i think taking things slow is actually really exciting and builds a much obviously healthier but just fun and kind of intimate relationship because you're just getting to know one another and with no pressure and not all of a sudden being like oh my god what's our timeline what's this what's that like just seeing where it naturally goes is really really exciting and it'll freak you out less and it'll freak them out less obviously you can know what you want you don't have to play games but at least let life present things to you and enjoy the steps because if you just get worked up about it you might miss out on like a week where you had all this fun or this happened in x y and z so just try to take it one day at a time because enjoying it is really enjoyable okay last one someone said how do i tell my boyfriend he isn't treating me well without sounding selfish so we're gonna end on that one because um hi you are not being selfish and if your boyfriend's not treating you well that has nothing to do with you being selfish um you need to fucking tell him you know i always say show up as your highest self speak calmly and speak respectfully but if he's not treating you well you need to be like listen you, i don't like the way you speak to me i feel the way you speak to me makes me feel like blah 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 you are entitled to demand respect 
and love. And that is what a relationship is. And if you are not getting that, you need to have a conversation. It is not selfish. It is simply you addressing a bump in the road in your relationship. And you can be like, hey, is something going on with you? Because I just feel like you've been on edge lately. And I want to make sure you're okay because I feel like I'm kind of the brunt of it. Like I feel like I've been kind of the punching bag. And obviously I want to make sure you're okay, but you know, this isn't really working for me because it's, you know, I'm starting to feel like disrespected. There's a way to do it where you're kind and compassionate and you're not like screaming and crazy and starting a fight. Like it doesn't always have to be like that. You can just kindly and calmly communicate, but that doesn't mean that you can't address your needs and demand respect and love and demand that someone shows up the way that you're showing up to a relationship. Never assume you're sounding selfish because you're just taking care of yourself. Taking care of yourself isn't selfish. Looking out for yourself isn't selfish, especially if the other person isn't doing that for you. You have to. You always have to. At the end of the day, no one's going to speak up for you besides yourself. And no one's going to advocate for you besides yourself. You guys, relationships are hard. There's always so much to talk about. I feel like for me personally, dating and being in relationships you know, I've just learned so much and I feel as though I'm at least in a spot where I don't have as much anxiety and I'm okay. And I feel like that's almost kind of like the best place to be. Have I found my perfect person yet? I mean, I don't think anyone's perfect. I think that there's not one right person, but I know that I'm the right person now. And I know that I'm ready to take things slow and build and be the best version of myself and balance. Doesn't mean it's easy every single day, but every relationship and everything you're going through, really take the lesson from it and really navigate it as your highest self and learn from it and grow from it and know that it's just another stepping stone to getting you to the place where you're supposed to be. If every single thing in your life was perfect and you never had to go through anything, you wouldn't build any character. You wouldn't be offering anything to the world. So just know that you're okay and that whatever is supposed to happen is going to happen. So just try to navigate it to the best of your ability. Take a deep breath. Try to enjoy and have fun and not make things bigger than they need to be. Because at the end of the day, there's someone out there that's going to be right and ready for you when you are right and ready for them. You guys, next week and the week after, we have some interesting episodes coming your way. So we are going to be doing two unhinged mood Europe editions. Basically, I forgot to block off vacation on my calendar. Therefore, I have to podcast while I'm gone. And I thought, you know what, instead of stressing out and, you know, having to sequester myself while my friends are all having fun, I'm going to do a vlog style podcast with me and my friends. And we are going to do voice notes. We are going to do obviously recordings, and we are going to take you along our travels. We will have best moods. We will have worst moods. I don't honestly know if we'll have mood boosters, to be completely honest, because it's going to be absolutely chaotic, unhinged, vlog style, voice note craziness. And we've never done anything like this before. So I think it's a fun opportunity to see see where it takes us. But I'm just giving you a warning. It's going to be fucking chaotic. It's going to be crazy. I think you guys are going to absolutely fucking love my friends. It's going to be me mostly and my friend Kathleen, who if you go to my TikTok, she's the one I'm always dancing with. So she's down to clown. Obviously, we're going to get really excited and we're just going to start recording on Sunday and we're going to record every day till Thursday next week. And then we're going to do it again for the next week. And then I actually am taking the next week after that off because of course I blocked off and took vacation for 4th of July and my birthday because my birthday is July 6th, but not the two weeks before. But you know what? I think everything happens for a reason. Why stress when I could just make something awesome? Maybe it's not for all of you. Maybe it's for some 
some of you. I think a lot of you will really like it because I think it's just silly and fun and not everything has to be that serious. We have to enjoy our lives, right? So you're in for a motherfucking treat and I will talk to you guys for the next two weeks via voice note. And then I hope you guys have an amazing 4th of July weekend. Uh, Feel free to wish me a happy birthday on July 6th. I'm not really a big birthday gal, but I wouldn't be mad about it. If you're a Cancer, if your birthday's in July, you're automatically my favorite. We're just like the best. Okay, you guys, I'm going to let you go. Don't forget to subscribe to know when the Europe episodes are out and go check out the YouTube videos. I have the currently loving up right now and two vlogs going up while I'm in Europe too. So make sure to follow along on Instagram at Lauren Elizabeth. Tons of content coming your way and it will not be curated. It will not be sexy. It will be real. Sorry, I give up. Bye.